All right, guys, welcome to the Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for the fearless Dave Dubow. And if you've ever wondered how one person turned the I should really do something real estate moment into a thriving portfolio of short-term rentals, our guest today, Ryan Cushman from the scenic Southeast, has done just that. Stay tuned as he shares insights from his journey from the unique financing methods to navigating challenges in the market. Ryan, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thanks, Bryce. Happy to be here. Appreciate you. Yeah. So tell me, how did you get into the short-term rental space? Because that that's that's emerged and people enjoy it, but how did you get started in, in that? Did you start in that right away or... Yes, I did. Uh, it was really my kind of first foray into real estate investing. Um, I graduated college in 09 when it was kind of the throes of the, the financial crisis. Um, and basically from that time going forward, I was trying to figure out my best path forward in finding alternate uh, ways of, of bringing income into our family, um, setting myself up for fin financial independence at some point. Um, basically having, having a hard time finding my path in, in real estate. I got um, connected to uh, an, an, a well-known real estate investing podcast um, probably in 2018 or so. I loved the stories, loved how inspiring they were, and um, was amazed by how many different channels and, and opportunities there were within real estate, but couldn't quite find what made sense to me or what clicked for me until um, I discovered an episode <clears throat> that spoke about um, short-term rentals. And it was just this kind of, yeah, of course that works. Uh, uh, a major light bulb moment for me. Um, we go down to the panhandle of Florida all the time and we would see these amazing Airbnbs and, and, and VRBO homes down there and like, wow, this would be so amazing to, to own a, a property down here. Uh, never really moving forward until I kind of got a kick in the pants by, by a podcast episode. Uh, talking about it. So within a few months, I got our first one under contract and it's been um, kind of just running at it hard as, or as hard as I can since then. Yeah. So um, you're primarily operating your short-term rentals in uh, the state of Georgia, correct? Um, the Southeast. So I, we have three in the Pigeon Forge, Tennessee area, two in Northern Georgia and one on the Panhandle of Florida. So is that because we spoke before the show, as we always do, yeah. um, you've been a realtor for mm -hmm. how long? And was that something that you took on after you got into short-term rentals or before? Um, so yes, uh, I've been a realtor for a little over a year now. So I, I am still fairly, fairly new, but I've been um, real estate investing for th over three years now. And uh, I'm working to leverage my expertise in in my um, successes in short-term rental management and operations in helping others uh, develop, you know, their strategy in short-term rentals in, in the North Georgia area. So did you, what were you doing before real estate? Um, I mean, I've, I've worked for a number of uh, large uh, multinational companies. Um, I, I actually still to this day retain a W-2 job uh, working for a company called RealPage, which is a, a property management um, and real estate investing a kind of enterprise level software solution provider. Um, and ultimately, my goal is to be able to have enough, um, you know, uh, 
extra income or income from other sources so that I I don't need to have that that W-2. In the meantime, it's a nice to have for sure because it allows mm. me to qualify for for loans and, and and have an easier time with lending. Yeah, because I mean, people tend to kind of downplay the W-2. They're like, oh, right. it's so bad having a job and being able to <laughs> qualify for loans like god <laughs> god forbid that yeah right. get it get it qualified for a loan so yeah, yeah. you got to do what you got to do and especially you know i talked to a guy yesterday his whole plan is to keep his w2 because he loves his job and just build up his long-term portfolio so it's really yeah you know that's what i love about real estate is um the flexibility of the strategy and how you can use it to build wealth and income so um so, what is it that you like the most about the short-term rental space uh, the thing that I like the most about it is kind of the turbocharged nature of the cash flow. Um, mm -hmm. As I had uh, mentioned earlier, where you know I'd listened to podcast episodes about house hacking or multifamily uh, deals and and uh, you know making hundred bucks a door and two hundred bucks a door, um, those all sounded amazing for folks that had had been at it for a number of years and had mm -hmm. lots of doors. Um, but as a, as a budding real estate investor, uh, that just sounded daunting to me. Um, oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta come up with 20% for, for 200 bucks a door, you know, that I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what my, what path made sense for me. I was, I was uh, that's hardly going to make a dent in, in getting me to my, my goal of being able to kind of live free. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> and this is not to say that that strategy doesn't work because clearly it does, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And so, um, running at, at short-term rentals where the profitability and the cash flow is, is, is a lot greater and bear in mind, it comes with a lot more, it's a lot more high touch than mm -hmm. the long-term term rental investing. Um, but this was the path that, uh, that I could see that would within, uh, five or 10 years be a, a major difference maker in allowing me to, um, retire early or, you know, have financial independence at a much faster clip. Yeah. And I mean, some people will argue, oh, you just got yourself a job, but you picked it. So, you know, if you enjoy short-term rentals, not for everyone, just like long-term right. rentals isn't for everyone. That's what's so great about real estate. You can kind of pick what it is that you want to do in the business and, and do that. So what, what do you find to be the most challenging part of it? What isn't so great about short-term rentals? Um, the thing that isn't so great is the fact that you can you can be disrupted, uh, you know, when you're, when you're trying to have a peaceful time, I find myself, um, in the last couple of years, having a harder time, um, really unplugging. Cause I can't really yet, yeah. uh, as I build my business out a little bit more, uh, I, I'm going to need to hire VAs and I'm actually looking at hiring a kind of a, a, a co, uh, a co-host, a VA co-host, uh, to allow me to be able to, step back a little bit more than, than I do currently. Mm -hmm. Um, but if, if I'm on a vacation where <clears throat> I'm, uh, you know, out of cell service for six, seven, eight hours during the day, that gives me a little bit of anxiety. So that that's probably the toughest part because I don't know if I'm missing kind of, um, crucial messages from, from guests that they're, they're yeah. needing a response or they're needing a solution or there's some sort of, um, uh, some sort of thing that needs my immediate attention um, in order to help them out and make sure they're having a good stay. Cause they, they paid for, 
a vacation, right? With, with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's, it's my job to do what I can to make sure they're getting their money's worth. So, so that's probably the hardest part. Um, albeit that is few and far between 98, 99% of the time. It's no big deal. I'm, I'm around. Uh, it's, it's during those times when I want to kind of get away or, um, or, or have some, or, or I have other, you know, obligations going on that I, uh, having, having the pings from, from messages can, can be very disruptive from time to time. Yeah, definitely. The only, the only way I can get out of my head when I'm doing that is I just remember there was a time where pagers didn't exist and cell phones didn't exist. And right. when you left the house, you were just out and we all survived. <laughs> we, yeah. you know, we all, we're all still yep. here. So, yep. you know, it can be a little bit of a, a challenge to, you know, especially adopting it in today's technology, technological era that, right. People did survive with uh, when they left the house for eight hours and they got their messages still. So have Absolutely. there been any any major challenges you've had to overcome so far in your real estate journey? Um, our, our biggest challenges have really uh, probably been um, a, a couple of our more recent uh, acquisitions have, have been underperforming. Um, we acquired them <clears throat> this year and demand for short-term rentals has uh, possibly declined, but probably a bigger function of that is that supply has, has, has greatly in increased. Mm -hmm. So between, um, you know, uh, demand cooling or even going down from from the uh, the the major boom of 2020 and 2021 and even into 2022 uh to a more level off uh, leveling off of of demand for short-term rentals um and an increased amount of supply of short-term rentals uh, our two most recent properties have not performed as well as our earlier properties uh mm -hmm. not to say that they they still won't make for good investments, but it's been a it's been a slow year for uh, for those two especially. Um, they also don't have kind of the the track record of um, you know uh, five star tons of five star reviews to yeah. to help buoy them up in in kind of the search rankings. So uh, as as we are pulling out of of kind of the first year of those properties, we're optimistic about um, their performance going forward. But it's been uh, it's been a slow year, a slow burn of a year for for those newer properties for us. Okay, yeah, I mean that's that you make a good point about the supply and demand of things. Like they're they're kind of vacation rentals, so you know you end yeah. up. People's amount of um, disposable income might be where where the clientele is just saying, you know what, maybe we just won't go on vacation this year. So, right. yep. When it when it comes to real estate investing, what would you say is your secret sauce? You know what what is it that comes easily to you that uh, other people might find difficult to do? Um, my secret sauce really is um having all my systems really dialed in on the front end um, with the optimization tools that are available to short-term rental owners and operators. Um, it, it's easy to, I mean, it's a little bit of work up front, but then uh, as, as you have these, these tools and these systems in place to um, really uh, hone in on your, your automated messaging, um, your auto responses, mm -hmm. um, it does make this fairly high touch operation less high touch. It allows you to not necessarily have to engage with every um, inquiry or response right away. Um, which allows you to kind of 
not get so stressed out about every message that comes in. Um, mm -hmm. And infusing a little bit of, of comedy in my messaging and even, you know, in uh, some of my um, my messaging that I have posted on the walls in our in our in our property, having kind of funny uh, Wi-Fi codes and stuff like that, uh, just all it, it it improves or increases the 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 experience for for the guests, which in turn leads to more and more five star reviews, which in turn you know um, increases our standing on the platforms and allows for better visibility on Airbnb and VRBO, etc. Nice. So, yeah. you know, where do you want to go in the future? What are your goals, aspirations for your real estate business? You know, where do you see yourself in 12 months? Um, as, as I continue to build out, uh, so my goals for the next um, 12 months to even two, three years down the road is to, is to continue to build out and optimize our short-term rental portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I, this year, since we've we've already acquired two this year, it's been kind of a, a save and optimize um, set of uh, or back three quarters of, of this year uh, to gear up for our next acquisition in probably sometime in Q1 or Q2 of next year. Um, mm -hmm. So continuing to to save, um, set money aside, also continuing to analyze deals that. Um, that show up on the MLS. Ooh, this this property looks good. If I was ready, I'd consider um, consider making an offer on this one, just so that you're keeping yourself sharp on on what um, on what a good property looks like, um, so that you can kind of recognize that quickly. Uh, and then, kind of as far as optimization goes, as the landscape for um, for short term rentals has become more and more competitive with an increased amount of supply. Mm -hmm. It's become increasingly important to to make sure you're standing out in in good ways, making sure you've added as many um, amenities that that make sense financially to to add. It's hard to add a pool to a property that's that's a huge mm -hmm. expense, but you know other little stuff that's less expensive that can make your property stand out is can go a long way. Um, so continuing to do some of that that work with our existing um, portfolio so that we can you know perform well going forward. Um, and then lastly, just kind of building out my foundation as, a, as an agent who understands the, the Georgia market and who understands and specializes in short-term rentals um, so that I can continue to offer value to um, would-be and, and current uh, investors in, in, um, in our area. So th those are my, my go-forward plans and aspirations. Yeah, a lot, a lot of time people want to get into the business, especially short-term rentals, but um, they're not really sure how to do the numbers or where the numbers right. come from, and you know how real is Air DNA and all these things. You know, like the different data points that you can use. It's like, okay, sure, is that a real number? Are we actually going to get that? Are people do people even care? You know, stuff like that. So, you know, we like to talk about capital on this show as we shift gears here a little bit. What are you doing right now to finance these deals? Yeah. Um, so I have largely been actually for all of our properties so far, we've, we've executed with 10% down second home loans. Those have become less favorable to, mm -hmm. um, to use in, in recent, in the last 12 months or so. Um, they come with uh, a higher um, amount of points that you have to put down and the interest yeah. rates are even less favorable than, you know, standard uh, homeowner financing. Um, but uh, so I, Two of my properties, I 
purchased myself. The rest have been partner properties where my, you know my partner is bringing the the lending, the financing, and the bulk of the down payment. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and um, we still have opportunities that those may still make sense um, going forward um, if we utilize them in, in a smart way. And fingers crossed, some some of these interest rates start to come down. Um, mm -hmm. it re really, it comes down to. Uh, interviewing a couple of handful of lenders to make sure you're kind of getting the best the best deal, the best rate, the best product that's available to us. Um, but those have been what we've used so far, um, and we will probably continue to try to do so unless it just doesn't make sense from a, a points and interest rate standpoint. Yeah. So is is that um, you know when you get looking at that strategy is it just one money partner or do you have access to several people to keep buying or what does that look like as far as leveraging your existing network um yeah we have um so far uh on three of the properties i've partnered with my brother who has mm -hmm. has made made good income in the tech industry um and then my sixth and most recent partnership is is some um, is a network or some, uh, folks that we met through doing stuff like this, um, mm -hmm. and my Instagram, um, presence. Uh, <clears throat> and so with both of them, it, it is potentially a, 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 go back to them for, for additional opportunities and, and financing, um, new deals going forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, yeah. So you've got, you've got like, you're at the friends and family, right. Uh, and you're getting a little bit outside of that network. Exactly. What, what have you found to be most effective to keep in touch with your invest investor prospects? Um, I, I really kind of encourage, um, those prospects to just engage with me on Instagram. That's, that's where I've kind of tracked my investor journey. That's where I'm trying to build out my network of, mm -hmm. uh, and, and building my, my reputation as a realist, as a trusted real estate agent, and then also potentially, you know, investor partner, um, on that platform. Um, so that's, that's really how I've been doing it so far. And then as, as that relationship has gotten closer, obviously we, you know, stay in contact, whether it's phone, email, text, or whatever going forward. So as far as your philosophy for finding deals, are you a find the deal and get the money or do you prefer to have your capital lined up and then go looking for deals? Yeah. Well, I'm, I find myself being continually on the go look for deals. Um, even when I don't have my financing lined up, just mm -hmm. to, to my point earlier of always being sharp, staying sharp about my analyses and, and being able to recognize a good deal. Um, uh, but I mean, truly, yeah, we're, we're working toward being prepared financially so that we can really move quickly on, on that, um, on that great deal when it, when it shows up. Okay. And so, um, you know, you've been dealing with friends and family, um, kind of so far, as far as the capital and JV partners, when you're, when you present your deal to a possible investor, um, tip, what does that kind of look like when you, or how do you go about doing that? Yeah. Uh, so I, I generally will run um, a given deal uh, through my own calculator. I, I, mm -hmm. I maintain a um, kind of a pro forma deal calculator that I built out myself. Mm -hmm. 
having been in in finance prior in a prior life, I, I find I'm I'm pretty handy with Excel. So um, I, I built that out and will run um, enter all the all the information, the pertinent information as far as how how I think a, a property is going to perform, putting that up against what uh, a given property's expense expenses and uh, and and then also building out a couple of scenarios where. You know, it's going to under, underperform what AirDNA says. It's going to outperform AirDNA says, et cetera. Um, and seeing if if those scenarios are are tenable, you know, uh, as a, a and valuable and worthwhile uh, making making the investment in this property, um, and, and then sharing that with with the the folks that have I've built rapport with that would would potentially be great um, investor partners. Um, Along with you know additional context around this neighboring property uh, is is doing X per night and looks to be X percent occupied and so that that's why I feel good about you know this property performing at this level. Uh, so it's really kind of diving deep on the analysis um, and then sharing those those findings as um, <clears throat> as I'm able to kind of lay them out to potential investors. And having experience in, in, in a number of these markets, I can point to my own property successes um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and use those heavily as, as benchmarks in, in those markets. Yeah. And so like being, I love the way you said there is like using your own properties to benchmark the, the properties that you're bringing to the table. Um, you know, for most people uh, to invest significant amounts of money with anyone, they need to like know and like and yeah. trust you. So how do you go about doing those things um, with, say, your social or your interactions? How do you how do you go about building those things uh, currently? Yeah, I try I try to be as transparent about my journey as possible, um, even to the point of sharing how my properties have performed in the last 12 months or 24 months uh so that you know the 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 proof is right there um and and being able to uh also point out tips and and you know tricks of the trade um uh, for potential investors uh, everyone who looks at my page may not end up being a client of mine but at least they will have recognized me as somebody who brought them value in some way shape or form and then you know, at some point down the line, maybe that means something means something more as far as my relationship with that person. So uh, that that's really what I strive to do, and and you know provide provide little nuggets of value, um, and be transparent and and honest, and that's that's the only way mm -hmm. to to operate. I'd say. Great. Now, um, if people want to find out more, uh, connect with you, you know, they want help, they want to buy a property. Um, and and run it as a, a short term rental. What kind of, you know, what what does that look like to work with you on um, a purchase as a realtor uh, for a short term rental property? Like if I'm saying, oh, I'm interested, I'm maybe I'm out of state. What does that look like? Uh, how can you help me? Yeah. Um, well, if you want to, I guess, kind of screen me or get to know me a little bit, you can certainly find me on um, EXP's website. I'm I'm licensed and brokered through through EXP, but mm -hmm. uh, you can you can also find me on Instagram, um, where I post intermittently uh, 
under the handle of Cushman underscore REI. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then of course, uh, you know, I'm available to, to help, um, help you talk through and learn about, uh, the, the, the various markets, um, within the North Georgia area. Um, and you're welcome to kind of pick my brain on, on what areas are probably the best kind of areas to, to look for an investment property there. Um, I have a couple in in North Georgia, and so I'm happy to share my successes there, and um, maybe that lines up with what what you're looking for. And then as we work through the the purchase process, mm-hmm. um, I am happy to work with you on leveraging my network in in these markets to get you set up with cleaners, mm-hmm. uh, handy people, um, and whatever other kind of help helpful resources that you need operating from out of state so that you can feel comfortable um, uh, with that process on, on a go forward basis. So uh, really I'm, I'm here to kind of help you be successful because that reflects well on me, obviously. And then I of course want, want my clients to, to, you know, take this to the moon for sure. Yeah. And make money because essentially you're starting a tiny hotel. So, right. um, you know, if people want to find out more and connect with you, uh, what's the, you, you gave us the Instagram handle. Yeah. Um, is there any other way that you want people to reach out to you uh, on your cell or uh, on a sure. website somewhere? Yeah. Uh, Cushman underscore REI on Instagram is probably the best way to get, get a hold of me. But if you want to get a hold of me, I guess, faster or more direct, you can reach me on my, my cell number, um, 678-472-7447. Happy to connect with you there. If you have questions, concerns, comments, or, you know, want to start, uh, looking at at properties in North Georgia, so awesome, I'd love to connect. Awesome. Well, if you're listening at home, you know, give them a ring because uh, I always believe that real estate agents and people who are investing, um, you know, the buying agent is important. You know, being able to run the numbers, and even if you're already running your numbers, you know, check having someone else check your numbers again too, and and show you what the realities of that market are is really important when you're making investment decisions. Ryan, um, love having you on the show. Really appreciate your time. Bryce, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.